Lady, the problem isn't in my pants. Bexman. Did you hear about the new Claremont book coming out? Why? It's like Claremont and LaRocca, and it's a... Uh, well, it's, now I'm... Okay, LaRocca's good. It's, uh, I'm trying to remember. I think it's like a prelude to Days of Future Past. That's really weird. Yeah, uh, but the thing is... The it, day before the Days of Future Past? <laughs> but it costs like $200. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. It's insane. I don't know why it's so expensive. Is it a one, one? There's only one available? What's going on here? I don't know. I think it's like a big thing, like a th- big thick boy. A thick boy. <laughs> a <laughs> but, big thick boy. Yeah. But <laughs> like $200 is insane. Also, a big thick boy for an event that's three issues, two issues? That happened like 40 years ago? Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, isn't the actual Days of Future Pass only like two issues? Yeah. Yeah. We and covered it on a, here. Listen and, to our episode and, where we covered Days of Future Pass. And you make a big thick boy. For the time right before it? Yeah. yeah, but in that timeline? Is that what he's doing? Going to that timeline but showing the so. past of it? That'd be dope. It, and it's cool that like to see Claremont with LaRocca. I think that'll be cool, but $200. I'm not spending that. No, I'm just going to get it used. Yeah. Well, $180. Yeah, it'll be cheaper than that. Uh, what if it goes up in price, though? Aftermarket. Oh, that's possible. I'll just download it. Uh, almost, <laughs> definitely, almost definitely will. You'll just steal it? No. <laughs> no. no He's like, Support your local comic shop. And yeah. Welcome to this issue of Mechs Men. I'm Tony. I'm Justin. I'm Devin. And today, we are finally going to be finishing Uncanny X-Men by, by Brian Michael Bendis. <laughs> Brian, 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 Brian Michael Bendis. Symbiote. It's a symbiote. Did he ever touch Venom? Venice? Yeah. He touched him in all the wrong places. Yeah, he wrote the Guardians uh, run with him. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. That's about, I mean, he didn't do much with them besides like establishing that they're, the symbiotes are like good. That's right. Because I, I read his letter at the end of uh, the X-Men book, at, at the end of 600, and uh, it actually made me mad at him. Why? Like, yeah. <sighs> You ever hear someone call themselves a genius? Yeah, Kanye. Beast. Yeah, Kanye <laughs> yeah. You ever like them right after hearing them call themselves a genius? No. And it's no. he's kind of he doesn't outright call himself a genius, but like he's definitely uh, complimenting himself a lot in it. And I'm just like, ah, oh, dude. Which reminds me that, uh, and I promise we won't stay on this long. But did you hear about the hologram? That Kanye West made for Kim Kardashian. It's Ray J. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. No, he made. No, I didn't hear about it. For her birthday, he made like a hologram of her dad talking to her, but he had it call him uh, the world's most, like, most greatest, greatest, greatest genius. You know what's <laughs> funny is for a split second there, I just thought, oh, they put the penis back on. Caitlyn Jenner real quick in the hologram forgetting that like no that's not her dad her dad was the lawyer dude which also would be really funny to see like a hologram of uh of Bruce Jenner next to Caitlyn Jenner and they're just like having a conversation 
I thought you were gonna say they're, they're just like making out. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. I thought you were gonna say that uh, she had Kim's dad call Kanye daddy. No, that's rude. <laughs> that would be, <laughs> that'd be super weird. And also, like, there was some reference to like the he had the dad say like every time that uh, there's a peefy, you'll know it's me. People, a peefy? Are, yeah, people are trying to figure out like is it a is it a fart? Is it a pussy fart? <laughs> like peefy? What? Yeah. So, Ooh, is that like a special thing between the two of them? A peefy? I guess I don't know. Hmm. I have no idea, but yeah. Also, really weird if like your dad has a pet name for your queefs. Yeah, when you're a kid, it's like ah, oh, little peefy. Even yeah. I don't know. I hope it's just a fart, which is still weird that every time there's a fart, that's your dad <laughs> talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> your your dead dad is talking to you through your ass, <laughs> through other people's assholes. Yeah, I think Kanye just talks out of his ass so much that he thinks that that's how all people communicate. Or maybe he's in a ring of hell that like that's the punishment. Is I that mean, you can only, you can communicate with your children in, in the living plane, but like only through people's assholes. He did get OJ off exactly. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So uh, yeah, like you want to head into this then? Yeah, we could do that. I just you know we were having this fun talk about holograms and farts. <laughs> Fartograms. Fartograms. That sounds uh, like something you'd send on Valentine's Day. A fartogram. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a worse candy gram. <laughs> Some dude just shows up on your porch and farts. No, it's how you reject a Valentine. So you just send it back. Somebody sends you a candy gram. You send them back. You just yeah. feed that guy beans. While That's he's why there. it was it was really awkward for Scott uh, when he was talking to Emma because he's like, I, uh, "You're here before the fartogram. <laughs> <laughs> like I just paid for it, and you you got here too soon." Uh, all right, so Uncanny X Men number thirty two. Uh, this takes place somewhere after the last will and testament of Charles Xavier and Axis, but I'm not honestly sure about the order because uh, from the way um, Havoc makes this sound like it just happened, but also we know that the last will and testament was just read. So yeah, I assume it was Axis and then the last will? No, it should be last will and then... Axis? Yeah, because canonically... Uh, original sin takes place before Axis. What does original sin have to do with the last will? It's, oh, yeah. oh, there yeah, you go. Yeah, you got it. You got there. The Good sin. job, bud. No, no. It, yeah, but like he makes the decision to disband the school right then, and then he does it. So like they're they're way too parallel. I feel. Yeah, I think he like they did the last will, and then he like everything in Axis happened like right away. And then flip back, and then he was... Which also, crazy for, uh, you know, um, Iceman and Storm to be acting all high and mighty throughout the last few issues of this, when they were just supervillains. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not their fault. It's kind of their fault. How? For being so good that they turned so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Should have saved all those damn kids. <laughs> Every once in a while, just let a couple people die. And then that way, like Wolverine's turn would have just been... You wouldn't yeah, have I mean, you anything. look at Cyclops' turn, it wasn't that big. Yeah. Nope. And that should have been the... Like, <clears throat> like, when everyone was like, oh, Cyclops, he was bad. That means he was ultimately good. Oh, we're... All right, we'll back off. 
Yeah, but Hank but McCoy's no. been screaming about Cyclops like in his sleep every night. So <laughs> he's just the message that Cyclops bad is in their head. Just haunted by the ten inches thing. Yeah. Just, oh man! He's just tossing, turning, going like ten inches thick, boy. No, <laughs> I don't know if it's tossing and turning. Sounds more excited. Boy. All right. Anyway, so uh, Uncanny X Men Thirty Two starts with Havoc making his way to the New Xavier School, and he's basically like, "Oh, so this is where you live up here?" And Scott's like, "Yep, this is it." And then Havoc's like, so where is everybody? And he's like, yeah, you came at a weird time, man. I, we, there is no more school. I dissolved the school. And uh, there's there's a lot of flashbacks in this where uh, Scott's talking to um, Alex. And then you see the actual conversations happening like with the students when he tells the students, hey, so no more school, you know? Uh, but at least not here. Like, you're going to go with the other X-Men and, and their teachers and their school where it's not snowing all the time. Like they are <laughs> actually, they're really mad for what should be great news to them. Yeah. I don't know why they're so angry. Well, cause the, the land eats you at the other school <laughs> where here it's just snowy. Yeah, but it eats intruders. They're going to be students. The land will protect them. Ah, I don't trust that thing. Not yet. Well, not yeah. Until... Beast did, did kind of make it there. Yeah, You got to get the... dug in there and make sure he's constantly like, Acting cool. Is that the same Krakoa, or is that a Krakoa that Beast made? That's the same Krakoa. Really? Yeah. What do you mean Beast made that Krakoa? That's what I was wondering. I thought, like, Beast, like, created a Krakoa. No, I think that's just Krakoa, Krakoa. I think Krakoa showed up and Beast took credit. Because they they refer to it, like, when Scott first sees it, he's like, do you have a Krakoa? Like, they, they refer to it as if it's a type of thing, rather than an individual entity. But have you ever seen two in one spot? I mean, a, a, was point. it Araco or whatever it is? And that's actually, yes, you do. That, that is the whole point. Yeah, that's <laughs> two in one spot. Yeah. But that's not Krakoa. It's a Krakoa. It's, yeah. It's, well, I mean, it's, it's technically Araco, but they're both Okara. Yeah, but isn't that, uh, aren't those the same letters? Is oh, pilot? is it like all in an anagram? Like they just mix up the letters for. I think so. Fuck, they d- I, I'm just not realizing <laughs> this, that, yeah, that Arako, Krakoa, and Okara are all the same fucking letters. Yeah. So, did you ever see two in one spot, or are you always seeing half of one? It's like how you never see Bruce Wayne and Batman hanging out. I feel like we're in the weeds. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, Cyclops is uh, talking to his students... Uh, the ex-students, who are now actually ex-students. Yeah. <laughs> they're former ex-students. <laughs> yeah. Which also makes them sound like they're current students, but they're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right, so you're out of here. Uh, take care. They're going to treat you well over there where it's not uh, all snow and torture chambers. Um, but the bathrooms do attack you. And Hijack is super angry, which I guess yeah. if anyone it was going to be angry, it makes sense for Hijack to be angry. Because like he went through all that shit after being kicked off to get yeah. back on the team, only for Scott to be like, there is no team. Also, now that I'm thinking about it, there was also a portal to hell underneath the other school. So, uh, Which one? Uh, Jean Grey or Xavier? Jean Grey. Okay, because Xavier, they, they went to hell, or a hell, anyway. So Magic herself is literally a walking portal. No, I'm talking about an amazing... Oh, yeah. There was a portal to hell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Well, I thought that was just to the other realms. 
Because they there's a, technically a portal to heaven too. Yeah, I mean they're they're one and the same. I mean, really, like, come on, be more positive. You're man. gonna take a portal to heaven, just like that. Also, is a portal to hell. You're gonna invite both those in. We all know angels are dicks. You've seen Supernatural. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, they're all really mad, and Fabio really freaks out, and Gold Balls Scott right in the face. Yeah, again, that was an accident, though. Sure it was. I he mean, just popped one off. Balls to the face are never an accident. All right. Hey. Yeah, they gotta Stop be pretty intentional. <laughs> You're gonna blow cover. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> My bad. So uh Emma's trying to like calm them down after the fact and tells uh Triage to heal Scott and like to get him conscious again. Uh and he does, and Emma's like, Yeah, the school's no more, and I'm gonna go back to being the white queen queen of the hellfire. Cream. White, white cream, white cream, <laughs> <laughs> the white queen of the Hellfire Club, and uh, Magic actually just decides like, uh, like fuck this bickering, and and uh, Shadowcat just happened to be back from space, and she grabs uh Kitty, and like they just teleport away, um, and then it cuts back to the present where Havoc's uh, questioning Scott about like the revolution. It's like, hey man, so what What was the whole revolution deal about then? If, you know, you were going around on all the TVs and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, I don't know, man. Sometimes I just say shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kinda. I mean, he does. He explains himself. He ex- Yeah, he explains himself to the, like, where he's like, and this actually uh, shows this and Emma because he brings up Emma uh, like what's up with her and Scott's like yeah that's done and then Alex is like that's fucking amazing and he's like, he's like yeah, we're going to the titty bar <laughs> I know that's definitely what he was thinking um cause he was, and it was that thing where like oh no that's so sad we're yeah. really gone 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 oh shit yeah, son. Yeah. he's like sweet man half my face is burnt and I need a wingman <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's probably waiting cause Cyclops is always like dating somebody it's always Gene or Gene. Emma yeah uh, there was a really awkward um, issue of uncanny, like back during the new X Men era, where Scott like was um, hosting Alex's uh, bachelor party and got a stripper, and it was just really awkward because he was doing all those like stereotypical like frat bro like like stripper like cliches, and then the whole time Alex is like. Yeah, this isn't cool, man. And I'd really like if you like you didn't do this and like just have like this random mutant like in my face. So he didn't want a stripper in front of people. No, Alex didn't want a stripper. Oh, Scott did for some reason. But also like so during that time, his, that his wife wasn't having sex with him, and like oh, yeah. he couldn't have sex with like the other lady who did want to have sex with him. So I think he was just super repressed. Well, now Havoc's, that Havoc's now banging his wife. Well, they had that going on before. Yeah, weird, right? That was yeah. that was weird. Yeah. The, the, the Those brothers are real on. close. <laughs> They're too close. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, he while he's having this conversation with Havoc in the present, he's also having this conversation with Emma Frost like a day prior where she's asking him also like what was the revolution for then? Like what are what was all of this for? And he basically breaks down like we had nothing else except for the threat of a revolution. Yeah. Like we, we they blew tried. up two islands. Yeah. Like they they were basically Tasmanian tigers now. 
they like dwindled down our numbers. We're dead. Yeah. Like there's there's so few of us and they keep attacking us and we save them and they attack us and they fear us and they hate us. And it's like we had to do something because nothing else was working. Yeah. And like at least the threat that we would attack them like or stand up for themselves. Yeah. And they said it was empty threat, basically empty threat and last resort. Yeah. And that's where like there, there's this pause too that's between uh, Emma and Scott. After he says that, and then she asks if they could start over, and that's when probably one of the most savage lines, yeah, to ever be wrote. Devin's favorite line, <laughs> a little bit, read. just because of how like cold it is. And I'm actually on Emma's side in this, but because because <laughs> Scott's like, you mean us, like romantically, like not just uh, the school and everything, and. He's just like, at this point, I wouldn't touch you with Namor's trident. And yeah. that's probably one of the coldest lines ever written in a Marvel comic book. And that <laughs> hit Emma hard. So hard. I was expecting it to be like like an argument. And he's like, oh, I wouldn't touch you with Namor's trident. But he's so casual about like, I, you know, I wouldn't even touch you with Namor's trident. Yeah. I wouldn't even do that. Yeah. Ew. And she <laughs> diamonds up and... She's saying a lot and and actually like kind of ignoring him too is like she's she's going through like you know I can read your mind my powers aren't broken anymore and I knew it wasn't an idle threat I knew there was a part of you planning to do something else yeah. and, and I know you would but Namor's tried it <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, she says you know that. Like, she she says to him that to be a person involved with him is to be a person involved with a very conflicted man. Because he's always, like, he's of two minds about everything. And that she's always rooting for the right side to win. And is like, you know, and that she loves them together. Because when they're together, they're as good as it gets. Um, But that, again, that whole conflicted dynamic of, like, he doesn't know what he'll do, really. Uh, he's actually starting to sound like he's Kanye a little bit, to be honest. Like, like he's, he's like all over the place. Like he's a sound- fucking genius. <laughs> well, he's got a, when he's like running all of mutant kind, pretty much, or a whole nation. Yeah, that causes a lot of internal conflict because he's got to try to do what's right as a human, but also what's right for everybody. But I think that's always been his character flaw. Since the beginning, like he's always he's the leader who's so full of self doubt, but has to be the guy who, you know, is is clear and concise and and yeah. has to come off that way. Even though any internal monologue with the guy, I mean, uh, when he's riding a motorcycle fighting <laughs> demons aside, yeah, is always demons. pretty <laughs> conflicted. So yeah, I mean, we do get four books that are kind of like his inner monologue before like a thing doesn't happen. Was supposed to, it doesn't happen yeah, that way uh, in schism. schism yeah yeah there's like four preludes no, of yeah. like oh what should he do of like like his inner monologue and everybody else's like oh he's such a great man and he's like i don't know what to do he's a good Jew. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah he's a good Jew. that's right yeah. that was magneto's perspective <laughs> <laughs> um but i re- what i really liked too was in the art of this that like she's saying all this and he's like how long? And she kind of answers that. Ten inches. That. <laughs> but he's meaning like how long has she had her powers and she's just ignoring him. 
basically saying her piece on it. And you actually see her cry in diamond form. And it's like, oh, shit. Because, like, the whole point of her going into diamond form is to not feel emotion. Yeah. And, like, she still, she feels so strongly that it's still happening. Despite it. And I was like, all right, this is, like, this is, like, quintessentially, like, the moment that proves that they're a better, like, they're more uh, emotionally uh, charged couple than Scott and Gene ever were. Yeah, well... Or Scott and any clone of Gene. 50%, 50% Scott and Gene's relationship is him going to a funeral. That's like most of the time they spend together. <laughs> That's kind of true. Yeah. But yeah, she admits that, or Emma does, that she knows he's conflicted about her too. Yeah. Even though he's trying to say he wouldn't touch her with the trident, she knows he's thinking about it. Yeah. So that was that was actually, I feel like, probably one of the best moments of the end of this um and then yeah so she leaves him and scott's like i don't really know what i'm gonna do talking to uh alex and alex is like well i got an idea and scott's like is it a summer's brother pizza parlor and he's like you know what that's actually a better idea let's go with that scratch the titty bar (laughs) (laughs) we're getting pizza (laughs) make it pizza pizza time uh then uncanny 33 we actually follow what happened with Magic and Kitty when Magic decided to just leave. Uh, and it turns out that Magic took Kitty to Monster Island because that was a thing that was supposed to matter during this era of Marvel Comics. They were kind of trying to put Marvel uh, Monster Island in a bunch of shit. Yeah, um, I'd say about a year or two after this is when they started doing like Kaiju Kid and like trying to build up monsters more. Yeah. Um, and so, Magic took Kitty there, and Kitty's like, "Hey, what the fuck? Why did you? Why did you just take me and teleport me somewhere randomly? I was where I was because I wanted to be there. I obviously didn't want to be here. It was against this your is will. Kidnapping, yeah. yeah. And what it looks like is just that Ilyana's just beating up a bunch of monsters for no reason, and then Ilyana's like, "We're here to save a mutant," and. For some reason, Kitty doesn't believe her. Like, I don't get the animosity between Kitty and uh, Ilyana at this point. I think it's just, like, annoyance. Like, uh, like she her thinking that magic just wants to avoid everything. I guess, but I don't, I don't know why Kitty would doubt that they were there to find a mutant. When Ilyana says that's why they're there. And then Ilyana pulls up uh, a portable Cerebro that's on her wrist. And there's a whole like, is that a portable Cerebro? And Ilyana's like, yeah, uh, Magneto made it. Like, duh. I feel like, because Kitty was with them for a long time. Like, wouldn't she know the tech they have and stuff? I don't know. Like that... I feel like this issue was kind of just stretched out. It was unnecessary. It's a bonding issue. But I liked issue. it. Bondage issue? Yeah. <laughs> bonding issue, but also kind of like uh, just just a filler. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Well, because it it's uh, two characters bonding that I don't feel like needed to reaffirm their bond. They were just out in space during the Black Vortex getting along really well. But it leads to the Colossus thing. It does. That's true, but I, I don't, I I don't, don't think it Bendis just read weird. Black Vortex. Uh, 
Did he write he, a book? Did he, he, <laughs> he wrote Black Vortex. He, he wrote he the wrote best parts. A book, like a book of Black Vortex, maybe two. He only yeah. reads his own work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he does. That no. guy's pretty good. <laughs> and he he maybe read Avengers vs X Men. No, or you somebody know what's described funny it to him. Is that like I kept forgetting that guy's name, and I still don't remember it. The guy who wrote Black Vortex, I just remember Humphreys. Sam Sam Humphreys. There we go. That I remember there was an S, and I remember there was an H. <laughs> Sean Hansen. So anyway, Magic tells uh, Kitty that, no, they're there to rescue a mutant and that this is what she likes to do when everyone starts bickering and infighting. She likes to go find a mutant and save them because it reminds her of what's the point of it all. So I like that. Especially during this time, I feel like Magic wasn't that well-rounded of a character. I feel like she was early on. In uh, New Mutants, and then for a time, she became kind of one note. They didn't use her as much for a while. Yeah, oh, I know. she died. She was just a bus. Yeah. So, you know, they had a they had a t-shirts coming in three years. <laughs> Whenever we finish those t-shirts, uh, so she says that to Kitty, and then Kitty makes a joke about like how dark and scary she is like how she prefers it when she jokes about that and not when Ilyana does and Ilyana's like I don't really like it when you joke about it and then there's this whole like oh I didn't know my teasing hurt your feelings moment yeah Actually, turns out she's been bullying her this whole time yeah like I liked a that. jerk yeah. that was like a good bonding moment again right there <laughs> no it's like uh just shows because you don't get to see her feelings a lot magics so she actually opened yeah. up there um and then they find the the mutant kid, and then uh, just because the kid doesn't know how to speak English, although somehow she really understands some uh, weird words, yeah, that mm-hmm. like for someone who doesn't know how to speak English, yeah, doesn't know how long, but like knows a shit ton of other shit, yeah. No, she knows words. She knows English, just not great English. No, I, I'm just saying like it's peculiar the words that she does yeah. know versus the ones she doesn't. Know. They ask her a bunch of questions and she knows the answers to all of them. And they're like, "How long have you been here? Like, how long? How many sleeps? Yeah." <laughs> and she's like, "What's what's a uh, numbers? <laughs> like, she hasn't learned numbers yet." Um, but she understands uh, "kill my dad" and doesn't like hearing that because uh, they find out that. Her father, like, she had accidentally killed her mother with her mutation, and that her father, or actually, I don't even know if it's that she killed her mother, or just, like, she could have just hurt her mother, Um, because they're pretty vague about it, but that her father brought her to Monster Island and abandoned her, and that she was waiting for her father to come back. Yeah, which is, like, what assholes do to dogs, but, like, you know, you don't hear about it done to a child. Um, I mean, unless it's like prom night. What? The the dumpster babies. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. I, I don't do it. Uh but that's making me think of was it Family Guy the yeah. fucking I'm the prom night dumpster baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm taking a stroll. It's so fucked up. We probably spent too much time on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyway, 
magic like having heard learned this about uh the girl's father magic like offhand says oh, i'm gonna kill him and then so the girl freaks out because she doesn't want her father to get killed and attacks him with weird like laser ribbons um that even when kitty tried to phase like they're actually punch ribbons they're punch- <laughs> <laughs> they don't punch produce ribbons. heat <laughs> uh i might have a point there i was joking but i might have a point because she doesn't burn them that's true uh, although there's like a monster behind her too that she seems to like awaken and possess that doesn't really factor into anything. Um, she hit him with the lasers too, right? Yeah, I don't think she possessed him. He was I about think, to yeah. eat. Oh, was it? Yeah, he's going to grub down and she's Okay, like, wow. it seemed like when she got angry, it woke up like it was getting ready to like help her or something. Well, because I think she was making more noise. I guess, but she was already in the cave with it. I don't know. It it seems ambiguously weird to me. It is weird, but it, she showed that she was afraid of monsters because yeah. uh, when she said there was monsters, real monsters, which I like that. Ah, uh, real monsters? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was thinking <laughs> that too. But it was like a little glimpse that you can tell her dad called her a monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, I would think too that she hasn't had anybody to talk to for seven days. She's just sitting in that cave all quiet. Yeah. So Kitty wakes up. And like after having been knocked out and uh, she talks to the girl and bonds with her a bit better without her freaking out because the girl is upset because she didn't mean to hurt them. And then Ilyana wakes up and a bunch of monsters just randomly start charging at them. And so magic teleports them all to the uh, Jean Grey school. And basically they're like, here's a fresh one for you. it's gonna be no issues or dad left her to die none of that legal stuff is gonna get in the way well they they've been doing this whole uh the whole bendis series of like magic saying like welcome to the x-men i hope you survive the experience yeah and then she like realized cliche yeah she realized like what she was saying to a scared child and was (laughs) like i hope you you'll do fine yeah (laughs) you'll be all right (laughs) It was pretty dope on uh, Monster Island, though, when she was fighting all those monsters by herself. Yeah. Yeah, because Kitty was like, uh, I refuse to fight anything. And she's just like phasing and letting everything pass through her. Yeah. And also saying that like, oh, they're just puppies. You shouldn't be hurting the monsters. It's like, yeah. well, they're attacking you and they're trying to kill you. So Yeah, she compared it to demons on Limbo. It's like yeah. They respect this. They respect power. Um, Which like, it's probably somewhere in between the two of them. So the girl runs back and hugs them after, because she was about to leave with uh, Storm and Nightcrawler. And uh, so she takes a moment to run back and hug Magic and Kitty. And then bonding issue complete when Kitty and Magic are like, this is fun, huh? Or miss these days, all of us. And then it's like, yeah, that's right. What's you kind, your brother kind of hates you, right? Because of the whole like you made him the juggernaut and then didn't <laughs> like unmake the juggernaut, even though you could have unmade him the juggernaut the entire time, just because you wanted to teach him that like some things are evil, well, no, i.e., you. <laughs> really, just because uh, she was like, man, Colossus juggernaut is so cool. <laughs> it's also like makes it weird that the juggernaut is a good guy now. If he's like, if the power is inherently evil and he just like decided one day like i'm gonna work construction (laughs) yeah uh so they decide let's go find colossus and that's the end of this book to be concluded in issue 600 yeah all of these ones leading up to it like 
concluded in 600. Even but though like, one of them concludes in 35? Yeah, because they <laughs> the issue 34, at the end of it, they're like, to be concluded in 600, but then it concludes in 35. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of, Uncanny X-Men issue 34. Uh, Which, by the way, I think issue 35 was... At least the first half was my favorite issue. Yeah, it's great. That we've heard of this whole run. great. Because it's just gold balls being famous. Yeah. Getting the respect he deserves. <laughs> uh, getting the notoriety that a man whose balls are made of gold should get. Yeah, gold member. It's basically the same name. Gold balls, gold member. Well, I mean, it's slightly different, right? Yeah, two members. Yeah. I just assumed gold member was a shaft, right? I mean, his cock and balls are gold. Oh, it should have been members. Yeah, yeah. they showed at the end of the movie. It's a little key that he's got to like put in the thing. It's shaped like a uh, cock and balls. I haven't seen that movie in fucking forever. Well, uh, that's your issue. <laughs> so anyway, back to this issue. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mystique is found by Cyclops, and she's all like, Did you "Say Mustique, Mystique, yeah, Mustique, Mystique, smelling real Mustique, Mustique, Mystique, Mystique, Mustique, Mastique." <laughs> Mustique? I don't fucking know, dude. Mystique. Mystique. Hey, Mystique. Hit <laughs> <And> me, Mystique. <laughs> She's found by Cyclops. That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's he's doing that uh, that like come to daddy. <laughs> pose that he does with uh at the end of uh the issue where like with cable where they reveal he's alive where he's like drinking a beer oh yeah yeah he's just sitting like one leg yeah over of, uh, the other what was that event called it was x something huh the one with uh there was cable, uh annual kid cable. kid cable that was the annual no it wasn't the annual the annual is where he comes back to life Oh, this is the end of uh oh extermination. Yeah, extermination. Oh, okay, I couldn't. Yeah. I was yeah. like extermination, extinction. Uh, e is for extinction. Something. All those X. happen. Yeah. <laughs> they can name everything X. No, it was uh, written by a Dalek. Exterminate. Shit. Fucking nerd. <laughs> and I'm saying that as the person who introduced you I to Doctor Who. Yeah. You fucking nerd. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, she sits down next to him on the couch and is obviously trying to rattle him because she starts turning into Emma and then, and then it's funny because it seems like she's turning into all his love interests. Yeah. So she turns into Emma and Scott's not phased and she turns into, uh, Jean as the, as Dark Phoenix and Scott's not phased. And so turns into a sassy Wolverine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, is this what you want? Because she's saying, uh. He says, I just want to talk. And uh, she says, so, because uh, she says, as magic. So, what are you really, or not magic, as uh, Emma, what are you really here for? He's like, I just want to talk. And then turns into Gene. He's like, really talk? He's like, yeah, really talk. And then turns into Wolverine. He's like, really, really talk? <laughs> <laughs> and I like when she starts switching back to Mystique because it's Wolverine, but with Mystique legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's. It's interesting because, so Scott's basically like, hey, so what's going on? What's your deal? What are you, what are you getting at? Because you're easily one of the best mutants in terms of, you know, just skill and all that stuff. You're, you're one of the best of us. 
and you're not making any sense. What are you doing to your people? Like, what's your goal? And it's not really answered because it shifts over to uh, some events that happened a week prior. Yeah, he's saying she's all over the place, which she is, because one yeah. day she's good, one day she's bad. She's trying to build a utopia for mutants, but she's doing it by torturing a mutant and turning people who aren't mutants into mutants and uh, just profiting off of it and then making actual mutants junkies. Yeah. So, that yeah, that's a really weird all over the place. And he's also like, and with us, you were so cool to me as a kid and then addict to me as an adult. What's your deal? <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out. <laughs> I'm soul searching right now. and like, Young me wanted to fuck you, and then now adult me doesn't know how to handle that information. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they get all the memories, right? When they Not yet. They do Not later. until yeah. they're, uh, until after extinction. Extermination. Extermination. Uh, he's going to find out Mystique molested him. Did she? Probably. Off panel. Off panel. <laughs> As Wolverine. <laughs> Which is funny. I wonder if she also read that fan fiction. That's why she turned into Wolverine. Probably. She, she knows about her. the time that he found Wolverine's. <laughs> Listen to our creepypasta <laughs> episode to hear that <laughs> that fan fiction, which you will not regret. <laughs> I regret some of that. <laughs> Captain Tightass. <laughs> uh, so, no uh, a week he's before, a tight ass. he wears thongs. <laughs> A week before, uh, Dazzler uh, ends up meeting with Maria Hill. And this is weird because, like, she was never fired. Like, she's treated like she's not welcome there. And, like, almost like if you were fired for a very good reason from your job and then you just strolled back in one day, like, your manager should look at you like, Yo, why the fuck are you here? The last time you were here, you took a shit on the counter. <laughs> like, why are you here? And But in this case, Dazzler was kidnapped. Yeah. And, and they know And about tortured. It. And they knew and then also didn't save her. And like. Well, they found out later. Sure. But yeah. like. they and Dazzler save did her. scream at them. And they didn't actually really try to find her either. Like, because they assumed. Dazzler was or Mystique. Mystique was Dazzler. Was Dazzler yeah. yeah, Mastique. But like the whole reference <laughs> episodes that don't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was that? <laughs> this kind of sounds like a weird mini stroke. Um, so it it is really weird that like Maria Hill just has this demeanor toward her, like. Dazzler being pissed off for being there kind of makes sense because it's like you guys didn't save me and I get it that you thought she was me but like you're the super spy agency that should have been able to see through that and Maria Hill like being so well you're not on the team anymore so I can't just give you this information because obviously Dazzler wants whatever they have on Mystique to find her and get revenge and Maria Hill's really reluctant for some reason to give it to her. Is like, well, I mean, you're not an agent of ours anymore. She just thinks she's cool. Like, I got the secret information. You're not allowed to have it. <laughs> but I don't understand why. Just to it's, be, just to be just, cool. No reason. To, it's kind of like that scene they do all the time in movies where like one character sees another character and he's like, "You son of a bitch!" And then like walks o- over to him and gives him a big hug. <laughs> Like uh, like in Star Wars, where Han Solo sees uh, 
sees Lando. Huh. But like, she's just being rude. Yeah. She wanted to do that scene. But she doesn't embrace her. <laughs> there's there's no... She does right when she says... Because she's like, you never technically fired me. And she's like, you never quit. I know. Here's but then she things. goes back again. Like, so... Because that's what you think is going to happen. But then she's still like, oh, I can't really give you this information. It's classified. It, it's it's really strange is all I'm saying. It, it, maybe Bendis was oh. just not on his game when he was writing this. Or he wanted Maria Bendis Hill to sound game. really weird. <laughs> this Because this is literally two issues before Bendis is about to really not be on his game anymore. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. So she ultimately does give Dazzler the information she wants. It's just. Maybe it's, it's a higher security level than Dazzler even was. Fair enough. Yeah, Dazzler was just a mascot. She was like Captain America when he was just putting on the costume and entertaining troops. It was really like just to so that uh, Maria Hill didn't have to work with mutants anymore. Because she's uh, racist. Meanwhile, in the well, present... She uh, does want Bank Scott, though. They reference that again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because she's like, what about Scott? And she's like, you're thinking about him again? Wants that summer sausage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so, back to the present. Raven is starting to have uh, suspicions about Cyclops. That's so Raven. <laughs> <laughs> and, so stupid. and then is like, who are you? Why haven't you brought up our affair? And then this is where they slip up because they're like, I didn't bring up the affair because I'm trying to be professional here, Raven. And then she's like, ha-ha, I never fucked Cyclops. <laughs> and she totally pulls a gun out of her ass. Like, yeah. it just comes out of nowhere. A humongous gun, too. That thing is huge. It's like a giant rocket-launching shotgun or something. Yeah, it's like a BFG. She bought that from Cable. Yeah. Because I went back, too, to try to figure out, like, where was that gun? <laughs> yeah, it just nowhere. appears out of nowhere. That does look like one of Cable's guns. And then uh, she... Goes to fire and can't fire it. And Cyclops is like, haha, I can't fire the gun. You having performance issues? Oh! <laughs> and it turns out it's not Cyclops. It's the Cuckoos. And they're like, yeah. uh, she's too strong. And we're going to lose our telepathic hold on her because plot convenience. They Plus, do say, too, like uh, Cyclops would never sully himself by getting with you. Oh, uh, no, they, they didn't say he would never. They said... He might have or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually the exact oh, yeah, opposite. Yeah. They're like, oh, we don't fucking know. He, Yeah, he probably would have sullied himself with you. No, Mystique's a psychic. He only, or isn't a psychic. He only banks psychics. That's true. Yeah, but she's redhead, though. Oh. Yeah, but that's not that's not his thing. It's only his thing with the two people the who The sailor were one chick person. wasn't a psychic, and then the Asian chick oh, wasn't yeah. a psychic. That's right. They also weren't redheads. Lee Forrester and uh, Colleen Wing. Yeah, but I'm not invested in my <laughs> argument. <laughs> I'm invested in tearing down yours. <laughs> if you have, if they have powers, you have to be a psychic. So that was Dazzler sitting there, though, pretending to be Cyclops. Yeah. The cuckoos were making him look like Cyclops. Exactly. And I think it's Hijack who's uh, stopping her from being... Or is it... They're, they're psychically stopping her from... Uh, yeah, she can't move her finger. Move her finger. Okay. Uh... And then Hijack turns on the radio, which is also a ridiculously uh, underwhelming use of his power. Yeah. Well, because he used his fingers to turn it on. So he didn't use powers. He didn't use his powers at all? Oh, my God. So he's just like, he's there. I was about to say, I, I, it's, 
only vehicles, right? <laughs> oh, I thought his, it was just electronics, but yeah. Well, maybe his power is used... weirdly specific with only vehicles. Maybe he used his power to make it go to 11 instead of 10. ten. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so it gets really loud. And Fucking then she, Spinal like... Tap reference. <laughs> and then uh, Dazzler super... Super, <laughs> super shoots. Yo, in Cable's gun in Deadpool 2, the knob goes to 11. Did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, well, let's say because that's Cable's gun in that scene too. Dazzler so. super shoots uh, Mystique straight out of the floor they're on of this tall building, and then Magic happens to be standing right behind Dazzler, and Dazzler's like, "All right, go get her," and then she's like, "Are you sure? Because you know she could just die," <laughs> and yeah. she's like, "Yeah, go get her." So magic teleports, grabs Mystique before she can collapse, and then uh, like to the pavement, and then teleports her down to the ground. Which I mean, wouldn't you still have maximum yeah, velocity? I, that was I was gonna say that you would still have all the momentum. Yeah, and you would just splatter well, no, in a different you, spot. You gain momentum as you're going. Yeah, but she was still falling. No, for, but I mean, if for, you reach maximum velocity, like that's it. You don't go any faster. Yeah, but maybe she didn't reach that yet. She's still going pretty fast. I don't know. It felt like magic was taking her time because she was like, are you sure you want me to go yeah. get her? And you only yeah. have to fall like, I think it's like four stories before you reach maximum velocity. Maybe it was that trip through limbo. You know what? Maybe because she seems to get down there slower than the rest of them and they all have to run down the steps. <laughs> I guess. Or like take an elevator, but I feel like an elevator would actually take too long with that large of a group. Like you look at the last panel of this page, okay? Uh, to, to explain it everyone, to everyone listening, you have Hijack, Gold Balls, Triage, all three of the Cuckoos. You have Benjamin and you have Magic, who came down with uh, Raven, of course. But then you have Dazzler. They're all on the ground outside of the building. Before Mystique can get up. Exactly. So And Gold Balls is holding Gold Balls. Yeah, he just carries them around. <laughs> but like... He's just gonna He'd have to like keep making balls. them because they just keep popping away. Right. So, so, like, how did they get there faster than magic? Doesn't she warp uh, time? Yeah. She goes through limbo and time works differently in limbo. That was a whole thing in uh, when we covered uh, the New Mutants, uh, Dead Souls. How she, like, uh, she... The cat. Yeah, she went, like, a week into the future. Well, that was the whole thing with magic in the first place because she went into limbo... A seven-year-old and came back a thirteen-year-old in like seconds. You know what? It's actually lamer than that. <laughs> it's it's. It, I'm not saying she didn't uh, manipulate time, but like them being able to get down there, they didn't run down there really fast. They staged it to look really cool. Lame. <laughs> Lame. Yeah. You're you're beating up this lady. Why should you care about her opinion? And yet. You want to make a good impression. Lame. Maybe they did it for, it for, the for him. For him. Or for them. <laughs> <laughs> like how like some, like some girls wore makeup for themselves and not to attract somebody. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it helps their confidence that they look cool. I got to bring this up, though. Mystique has a healing factor. Does she? Yeah. I'm just bringing it up because people forget. Well, has, actually, don't most heroes have a healing factor? And she is a no. Like, Spider-Man has a healing <laughs> 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 All 
Are we just gonna keep doing that? Dude, that that episode our our creepypasta episode produced some great lines that from those stories, man. Oh, because oh, there was a issue where she's been alive for like over a hundred years or some shit. She was there with Wolverine, like in uh, olden times. I don't know how long ago it was. Oh, maybe olden she's times. super old as shit, but keeps on, uh, keeps on, on trucking, like Botoxing herself with her own powers. Yeah, it's, she's just not as good as like Wolverine with the healing factor, but she does have it because she can live long and heals from shit. So that tree in the movie, that wasn't gonna happen. Some bullshit. Mm. Even though I was fine with that death, <laughs> <laughs> had enough of Jennifer Lawrence's mystique. Was it a tree or was it just debris? It was wood. Yeah. It was, it was from a house. Like, a, like debris from a house. You're both right. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a wooden panel from a house that got broken. Uh, so then the story uh, just quickly shifts to Dazzler Maybe she's part vampire. having a concert and singing. That was it. She's part vampire. Okay. That's why the wooden house killed her. That's why she stayed far away from the uh, X-Men verse vampires stuff because she's like oh they would actually kill me if they knew I was a vampire because they're just killing vampires in these issues yep she's like Deadpool she could break the fourth wall she knows she's in the comic (laughs) just rewriting Mystique now (laughs) (laughs) so uh, oh wouldn't that be such an annoying character too like not just someone who's self aware that they're in a comic but also can shapeshift yeah I mean that's literally the first series of Deadpool. He's, that he can shapeshift? Not that he can shapeshift, but he has a, a image inducer so he can make himself look like anybody. Oh, stupid. Was that Liefeld? No. Liefeld really? never wrote Deadpool. Oh, he, he just, just drew, drew Deadpool and takes all the credit for it. Uh, Nikiza uh, wrote him, but at that point, that was Joe Kelly. Okay. Who He gave us all the Blind Al shit. So, anyway, this part of the issue is really weird to me because... So, Dazzler is now suddenly singing because she's happy because she got her revenge. Cool. Yo, let me set up a concert. Yeah. Uh, Suddenly, she she goes from disco to punk. And Maria Hill shows up and she's like, Hey, so how would you feel? Finger (laughs) guns? Yeah. (laughs) How would you feel? Uh, That's what she's doing. Her hands are in her jacket pocket, but she's doing finger guns. (laughs) You can tell. In her jacket pocket. You can tell because of the protrusion. Of the jacket. Like she's a mugger who doesn't actually have a gun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she's like, so, you know that job that you didn't actually quit and I didn't actually fire you from? You want to do that job? You're hired. <laughs> she said she's a fan. A fan of Dazzler. Yeah. Respect. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel about them all being like buddy-buddy when like all of Uncanny X-Men kind of proved how shitty S.H.I.E.L.D. was at their job. Maria Hill wasn't too bad. No, no. Yeah, not a bad trying. person, but just like, yeah. they're definitely incompetent at their jobs. Yeah, that's why they need that's her like- there, so she they're less incompetent. <laughs> but that's not how she frames it. She frames it as, we need better representation to the mutant people. Oh, so she's the token mutant. Exactly. She's still being the token mutant. That's what she wasn't initially. Well, yeah, for sure. But I, I think in, in Dazzler's head, she's like, I can maybe try to help steer this. Maybe, but like the last time she did that, she got kidnapped and replaced. Yeah, but now they by they, these same people. I mean, I was gonna say now they got Mystique, but they had Mystique. <laughs> exactly, they had her the they first had time. Her the first time. <laughs> so it's like, what did you do to fix your uh, 
you know, security infrastructure so this, do- this doesn't happen again. Um, because apparently they don't do a, that great a job. And the next issue, we see Animax again. And didn't they have her locked up? Yep. Yep. And she's a worse <laughs> mutant than Mystique. Like, in terms of, Is like, not being as skilled. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Like, she's she's worse at being a villain mutant. Yeah. Yeah. Historically, nobody's been good at, like, locking down super villains yeah even the raft has a bad track record they just Uh, didn't have proof so she got out on a technicality (laughs) it's like we hear you make monsters make the monsters so we could know it's you it's like i don't know what you're talking about i don't make monsters (laughs) (laughs) uh (laughs) it's like the suspect uh had a star on their left cheek he's like ah my star's on my right cheek so (laughs) Um, anyway, so the, uh, episode, the issue ends with the, uh, all the X students realizing, hey, we don't X, gotta be X-Men. It's XX students. Yeah, I know. X students. XX students. All right. XX students. Uh, you're realizing- like the executive of FX who's like, just put another X. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different channel. People love X's. <laughs> Add an X. Come up with FX and then FXX. Then FXXX. Nope. Just porn. (laughs) (laughs) It's really just right there. I do think there is an FXXX. (laughs) Would not surprise me. Uh, They're just trying to get ahead of the... the, uh, (laughs) What is it called? When the the porn parody market of just all their FX shows. So they have like the Wilbur... Oh, not Wilbur. Oh, Wilfred porn. Wilbur. I don't even know what that is. Uh, The Wilfred um, porn, and they have, like, the Always Sunny. They just keep going down. It's all rickety cricket. Yeah. On a a webcam. I don't know if anybody remembers that show. Oh, man. Can you imagine rickety cricket's OnlyFans? Oh, let's move on from that. So gross. All right. So, anyway. uh, They decide that they... they're ready to be a super group, um, and they don't have to be X-Men just because they're mutants. Um, Just got an idea for a baking channel, a baking <laughs> website called Only Flans. <laughs> that seems so limited. I know. I, <laughs> that's only what you, you only make flans? Yeah. No, it should just be only nans, and it's just grandma's cooking. I thought you were going to say grandma porn. <laughs> you show, it's both, but, but only, it's only Yeah, but that's at late night, though. That's so gross. It's a whole lot of whipped cream. The, oh, I, do know there, <laughs> I do know there is a girl who has a OnlyFans uh, who, like, advertises it like it's going to be a bunch of naked stuff, but then you, like, you subscribe and it's just cooking videos. <laughs> All right, so anyway... Um, moving on to Uncanny issue 35 and we meet Animax again and if you don't remember who Animax is that is fine because I didn't either it took me a long time to remember her name like I had to like I didn't look remember it her name until you said it well, I didn't remember it either I had to uh like google a lot random characters Bendis made up and then eventually <laughs> I got to her I remembered her because that was her only You would have fucked if Bendis didn't create this character and it was just a reference to somebody else. Oh, no. He definitely did create the character. 
Because I don't think she did he, anything. He tied her into a bunch of stuff. She was in Ironheart too. Oh, really? Yeah. I was about to say I don't think she did anything. Um. So anyway, Animax uh is showing up at like a baseball game and basically to confront her father who was abusive. Um, for some unclear reason of just like trying to get to know him or reconcile or probably try to get money from him because that's what some damaged people do to the people who damage them is extort them for money. I don't know. She's a villain. I, don't know. I think she was on her way to kill him, but uh, she just was like... So she wanted closure. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what she's saying. I think... But she, she's suddenly freaking out that... The fact that he's a coach, yeah, of because he apparently changed his name and now he's a coach for a baseball team of uh, high school students. He's being racist towards mutants, so that's when she starts freaking out. Yeah, and she's like, "What? You don't love me, Dad? Because <laughs> I'm a mutant too, Dad." And it's like, "Well, I thought he already didn't love you because uh, he just yeah. didn't love you." Yeah, she sounds like that. Eminem it's weird song. that you're suddenly like making it about you being a mutant. Well, she's really I thought he was just a terrible person pissed that yeah now he's even more of a terrible person and he got a job teaching children yeah so she's she's like children yeah which i mean i guess if like he was like a molest he might be he might have been a molest that's one of the that's really bad it's like children what the shit and one of the stepford sisters molest (laughs) 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 Molest. that's that's the Who knows? They forget the names often. No. That was the doctor who, like, uh, made that, the clones. That's her name when <laughs> Quentin Quire's around. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, she uh, she freaks out. She starts making monsters. And then the XX students arrive from a fucking Blackbird, apparently. And they descend down and just start, like... Beating the shit out of her, really. Well, well, they're fighting the monsters, and then they're like, "Ben, you do your thing." And he calms her down, just so that gold balls can just pummel the shit out of her. Because he's a star, man. You can't contain him. You can't stop a star from shining that bright. <laughs> yeah, because she takes one right to the face, especially when it's made of gold. But then, like, so many more. Yeah, that one was enough. It's like balls galore. Just drowning in balls. Title of your sex tape. <laughs> You know, I don't like when they do this, though. They forget there's no telepathic powers when they're in diamond form. <laughs> yeah, that bothered me. It's like, why? Because they're like, we're fucking with your mind. But Maybe that's why they're form. having so much problems, like, containing her. Oh, yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> like, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> Maybe they keep forgetting. <laughs> and I really love, too, that, like, after he's already won, he shoots a bunch of gold balls. Yeah. Anyway, like, and like he's dancing. And he's doing the Carlton. Celebratory balls. He hit a whole bunch of bystanders. Yeah, Yeah. but they love them. (laughs) They're all like, fucking free gold, and then it disappears. You know what? Maybe, because this takes a turn later, maybe everybody loved them because they're like, oh, he made us rich, and then the balls disappeared, and then they got angry at him. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Although, I do wonder if, like, he... I I wonder what the version of him, like, at rock bottom looks like. Like, he's going to... uh, Pawn shops and pawning his gold balls <laughs> just, like just to scam them. That's just him pranking. <laughs> <laughs> this gold balls prank show. It's like him and Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> uh, which, I mean, one could argue is rock bottom. <laughs> so 
they uh they decide to crash at an old Hellfire Club building, and they're like, "Oh, it's crazy this place." And Gold Balls goes into one of Emma Frost's old rooms and sleeps on a bed that is probably gross. Yeah, don't use a blacklight. <laughs> yeah, there's still handcuffs on the. Uh, yeah, the that, that's been through some shit. That was her bed while she was with the Hellfire Club. Yeah, she pegged a lot of dudes on that bed. Oh Ew. yeah, this is like probably. right after stripper life. She went here. Although I, you never know with her because they keep like doing this thing where in her past she she either was a stripper or she just was pretending to be a stripper and made guys see what they they wanted to see and didn't I mean, actually strip at all. Still a stripper. Didn't they recently? You're still employed as a stripper. Didn't they recently say that that she was just stripping in the Hellfire Club, like in a recent issue? Last yeah. Year or something? I mean, whether or not she's actually stripping. Or she's pretending to strip. I'm just saying they keep going back and forth on. Or no, it wasn't. Was it Hox rec- and Pox? No, it wasn't a recent issue. I think it was Deadly Genesis, wasn't it? Where they uh, showed that. Oh, when they went to get Emma. And- yeah, and then they just left her. Yeah, but they said she couldn't use her mental powers there or something. Or was it Original Sin's tie-ins? It was one of those two: Deadly Genesis or uh, Last Will and Testament. I thought it was something old. So like something that took place in the past. You know what? I think it was issue five, the story after the story of Deadly Genesis. Yeah, they were explaining how she knew, how she recognized Vulcan. Yeah. Because, yeah, it was Deadly Genesis because for some reason Emma recognized Vulcan and couldn't remember why. And that's why. And it took three full idiots to figure it out. Yeah, because remember he looked like angry Jonathan uh, Taylor Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> angry JTT. Yeah. But, yeah, so didn't they explain that she couldn't use her telepathic powers in there or something? Um, I don't know. Or she tried and, like, they're wearing damp- dampers or, or something. Or it didn't like, work on Xavier. That's what it was. She tried to use it on Xavier. But then Xavier, she, was she like, can't use it on the guys in there either, though. Like Donald Pierce and uh, I forgot who was chasing her out of there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, like, not the main guys. That's why yeah, she couldn't run the whole thing. But, like, yeah. she was obviously used to using it on the Johns because she went right away to do it to Xavier, and then it didn't work. But she was like, shit, are wheelchairs my kryptonite? Yeah, which also it happens in uh, first class. That was some bullshit. That she tries to... Wait, the movie? Yeah. I barely remember that movie. They did a good job with her mental powers in that movie, but they did a bad job with her diamond. Yeah, they. Uh, she's with the um, the dude who is uh, he's like a, a leader or something, like a leader of a foreign country. Oh yeah, and she's like he's like motorboating her, but it just shows her on the bed. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I I'm starting to remember. He's that. like in a chair, like just with his hands to his face, yeah. like motorboating. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the uh, ex-students stop her. They they crash at the Hellfire Club, and then Fabio just happens to become famous. Um, Benjamin had picked up a bunch of burner phones, and he's like, "Did anyone want to call anybody?" And so Fabio calls his parents, and they're like, "Hey, the news people are here, and they fucking love you." And he's like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, we told him you're the superhero with the gold balls." And he's like, "You're not supposed to tell people the fucking the secret identity." <laughs> yeah, you told him it's me, and he's like, "But they want you on the Tonight Show." And he's like, "That's cool." Oh, <laughs> and then he goes there, and then he becomes a hit, and then he's on the cover of magazines and whatnot, and they're they're beating up like yeah, which D list villains. I think the magazine name is Falling Stone. Yeah, Falling Stone. That's weird. Gotta yeah. say though, Dazzler. 
Got a page in that magazine. She, yeah, a page. The Return of Dazzler. <laughs> She's not on the cover like my man Goldblum. Well, that's well, interesting. Yeah. Maria Hill also has a page. That's because Dazzler's already been on the cover a few times. So, well, well like Goldball shines. All right. Because the next uh, panel after that on the next page, aren't they fighting that gargoyle guy who's falling off of a building? So, it is like a falling stone. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. If that, that was, was interesting. Purpose. That was like that's interesting uh, congruency there. Yeah, and then also he's in like a teen magazine. Yeah. Of like superhero, like girls read it to. Point is the new whip. Yeah. Which like, okay, that sounds that sounds oddly sexual. I would say Point is the new Bamf. Well, Bendis disagrees. Actually, no. Bendis has an art called ba- uh, Point is the new Bamf. Uh, so he said both. He decided this last, so he he flip flopped. Yeah, he already used the good one. He's, uh, you know what? He has the authority on this. He's also writing Spider Man at this time. If he says it's the new flip, it's the new flip. No, Bendis didn't say this one. This is artist. This is all artist shit. He could have said it. He could have said, "Hey, write this down." Poink, new flip. Take notes. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, they're like doing amazing and then uh fabio's parents are getting interviewed again and they they stupid yeah because they let it slip that fabio's a mutant and the guy who's interviewing them is like what yeah he's like lighting a torch (laughs) it's like what'd you say (laughs) and he's like and how come your son has been keeping his mutant identity a secret all this time and it's like what and his dad's like, what, what do you he mean? He was in the yeah. X-Men. He's, he shoots gold balls. This is Newton Power. <laughs> like, well, like, what do you think it was? It's also like very noted that he was with Cyclops. Yeah. Like it, they were with the X-Men. He was with other yeah mutants when he that's, first got famous. Dude, that's one of the things that doesn't make any sense to me is that they're called uh, the, the Hero Squad. But Hero Squad's taken, but they're like still being referred to as Hero Squad. And they're called the Hero Squad. Yeah, they just start because they're because they ask them what's your name, and they're like, "Well, we were thinking something like Hero Squad, but that's taken, so maybe just the Squad." We're trying to figure it out, and then they just start calling them Hero Squad. But they're all dressed up in giant fucking yellow X's. <laughs> Aside from Gold Balls, like they're all wearing big old yellow the X's. New X-Men. Yeah. Maybe they thought he was the only one who wasn't a mutant. But oddly enough, uh, Gravity uh, is a character whose emblem is actually four tr- uh, arrows pointing all at each other. And everyone thinks he's an X-Man because that inadvertently makes an X. And like that's part of his arc. Is that people can keep confusing I swear to God, you're the only person mutant. who's read Gravity. I, I know. I know I am. I know I am. But it's still. The media in the Marvel Universe needs to pick a side on whether or not an X makes you an X-Man. Or is it innocuous enough to not know that that's the identity of a... Uh, the, your affiliation. It I've almost read that series, but every time I see the issues, ambiguous enough. Not there's like there's like one issue missing, and then I just am like, nah, I don't care. Of gravity? <laughs> yeah, I got the book. I got like the little trade. They made like a little digest trade. I don't read trades, man. But as a digest, it's super easy. They made it smaller to be even more convenient. No, that's smaller words. I don't know why my hand went a tail. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but smaller words. Not a fan of the digest. I got a couple, but. I got the Emma Frost series. Do you find digest. them hard to digest? Yes. Smaller words. Yeah. yeah it is Little similar. pictures. Little pictures. It is tougher. I, I like how they were like, how, how do we make it 
like easier for the reader. It's like make a smaller book, <laughs> just make it smaller. That's just how they make a cheaper product. Yeah, but anyway, uh, they take out Claw, which is like a legit Avengers villain. I mean, hasn't been relevant for f- several decades, but no, that's not true. You just don't read Black Panther. True, I don't. I just assumed he hasn't been relevant. He looks like a terrible villain, um, who I haven't seen be relevant since like the nineties. Yeah, uh, he's because he looks exactly the same as he looked in the nineties. He's in uh, a Carnage book, and then he's shows up in uh, Black Panther. Gonna mount. He looks like if someone took Magneto's costume and just turned it into something with like boy shorts. Yeah, he's a robot. Is he a robot? He's a robot. Oh, thought he was like a human with like a weird arm. Like a like a Mega Man arm, but like worse, like dumber. Yeah, like what Mega Man absorbed, like the worst robot master. Yeah, it's just a claw. Yeah, well, like and not even like that. Like it's like a satellite dish for a hand. He's like the clamp, the clamp robot from Futurama. The clamps. So is he made a sound? <laughs> is, is he made <laughs> well, a sound? The reason why I had to bring that up because no, he like shoots out like uh like high frequency pulses. In Dazzler, she absorbed him. His whole being. Gross. Uh, when did that Dazzler series come out? A long ass time ago. Like how long? The eighties. Uh, I know there's a Carnage series where he dies and then he becomes like, uh, like one with the universe through like vibrations and shit. But that's Dude, like in the that 2000s. happens to gravity, kinda. He becomes one with gravity. Is that why he's so irrelevant? <laughs> And everything. No, he comes back cosmic. Like he, they think he's killed, but in reality, he starts absorbing the gravity of the universes, and he becomes back with like cosmic powers. And then he gives them all up to save the world. What a nice guy. Yeah. So I'd argue he already had cosmic powers. Yeah, kind of. Like the potential was there, but he didn't uh, achieve it, so to speak. What's uh, his power? gravity that he manipulates gravity it's actually right in the uh initial trade of his where like the guy who becomes his rival is like hey don't let your name be your power dummy i know how to stop you <laughs> but how much gravity though all of it all of it yeah so Most he can do it. it like down the street yeah if you wanted to okay because uh, there's a <laughs> that's your range <laughs> that's your range example that you picked was like a block well, like a big, because uh, there's a member of the Hellfire Club, because we were talking about it, who can increase Manipulate his mass, yeah. other people's mass, because he did it to Wolverine and made him drop all the way down through the Hellfire Club when we were reading the Dark Phoenix. Yeah. And then that's when Wolverine comes back through the sewers to fight yeah. the Hellfire Club. Yeah, yeah. it's like when Yamcha was uh, But he can increase his own mass, too. Yeah. That guy. Because he, he does the same thing, but then to himself, because he's an idiot. Yeah, and then, yeah, fucks himself up. Uh, so anyway... They uh, defeat Claw, and they're like, holy shit, we just beat a legit uh, Avengers villain. This is totally going to raise our profile. But as soon as Goldballs is saying that, he gets a bottle smashed right into his neck and then starts dying. The end. (laughs) Uh, And it's a crowd of people that they just saved, and they're like, you fucking mutants. How dare you save us? Yeah, they call him a liar. Yeah. Even though he never said he wasn't a mutant, and nobody asked. Exactly. And then the cuckoos go fucking nuts. Love and it. start like the the chick who threw the bottle. Uh, they start basically murdering her with uh, psychic seizures, and triage goes to save uh, Fabio, and like they're all panicking and like holy shit. Uh, Hijacks tries to stop the cuckoos. They realize they're 
like basically killing this chick uh, in front the of everybody. Show up. Yeah, which I think that's the problem because I don't think they really care about killing her because they wanted to. Yeah, but the fact that everybody sees them and there's cops there is probably not a good look. So yeah, they somehow they get out of that situation. And they end up at the Jean Grey school, and they're like, uh, "So can we can we stay here?" And then Aurora's like, "Yeah." No, like they quit awfully fast. Like as soon as as soon as shit went like a little bit south, they're like, "Ah, let's go run back to the school." Yeah, well, I mean, shit went south hard though. <laughs> like that was like a big going south. Well, they just got a bottle through at him. That'd have been fine. Just go back to the Hellfire Club. Yeah, but he almost died. The runaways were fine. They almost died. They totally made mutants look bad as a whole. And um, they almost killed a person. Yeah. So. Who deserved it? Sure, arguably. (laughs) But, you know, that's not the look they're going for. If you cut cut Goldball's neck, you deserve to die. They're called the Hero Squad, all right? Yeah. You don't just go around killing people. That's the the not hero gang. Okay, <laughs> the Avengers aren't avenging anything. They're kind of always just avenging everything, aren't they? Like everything's always after the fact. Yeah, which means <laughs> they're, they're like bad the worst heroes. <laughs> exactly. Or are they very appropriate for their job? They're not called the presenters. They should be. I mean, That's that would work. be a better hero. <laughs> that would be a better hero. Group. Yeah, you know who it does better than the Avengers at being a team? The Defenders, and they're barely a team. Technically, legally speaking, they're not. Because the whole point of them is that they meet up a lot randomly, but it's never planned. They run, run into each other at Meyer or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey! <laughs> Let's yeah. go save the day. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, like those weird days where you run into like five different people you know at Meyer on the, at the same time. It's like, oh, holy shit, I just so, saw Bruce Namor? down there. <laughs> Namor? What's up, Namor? When you accidentally run into Namor, Hulk, Doctor Strange, all at Meyer. <laughs> Hulk shopping, but he's got like one of those little baskets. <laughs> He's like, well, I mean, I didn't want to get a cart. I'm not getting too many things. It's all Magnum con- condoms <laughs> in there. <laughs> it's like a fucking, uh, like a s- the size of a plate. Uh, <laughs> all right. So finally, Uncanny number 600. Yep. Well, and, that escalated uh, quickly. And I'm going to do this in chronological order, actually, because there's a lot of, uh, it's weird. It starts with them kind of um, confronting Beast on a bunch of fuck shit that Beast's been doing. Yeah, all the fucked up shit. That but then they start going back in time, but they actually start going further back in time, so it's really weird. So, starting with the earliest thing to occur, the young X-Men, all the, the time-displaced ones, uh, they are, they're laying in grass again. They're just, they, they keep trying to make this thing work, where they just lay in grass and, and relax. Um, and Gene decides... Hey, I don't think I want to do this anymore. I think I want to go find myself, maybe go to school. I love that the book like set real these, school. <laughs> I love that the book set these events in a certain order and you're like, "Fuck that." Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it in the order of time. Yeah, cuz uh, the the order they set it in is kind of arbitrary. Yeah, it's too much back and forth. Yeah. That way when we get to the part with Beast, like it we could just yeah. go through it. I mean, I said I liked it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> why? I don't know why you're getting defensive. I said I liked it too at the same time. I don't know. All right, so uh, basically the young X-Men decide that they're going to disband because they're in the present and they're, they're trying to figure life out now because they realize they're stuck here and that, you know, the X-Men as a whole needs a lot of work and they don't actually have any real authority to change anything. And Jean just wants to sort of find herself and live her life. 
Um, and I mean, later it does turn into a pretty cool solo series where she's trying to figure out how can she get strong enough to defeat the Phoenix when the Phoenix comes for her. And uh, I really like that book that leads up to a very anticlimactic event. Yeah, talking about Phoenix Resurrection? Yeah. Yeah. I like the Jean solo series more. Um, but so she decides this and they all sort of decide, all right, well, we're going to, we're, I guess we're done. Hey, all except for Cyclops, ironically, who's like, I just got back. And they're like, yeah, we know. And now we want to do the thing you did. How do you, how do, how do you like them apples? Huh? <laughs> How's that okay. feel? Goodwill hunting reference. This <laughs> <laughs> dude, he shows up at the party and the party's done. Yeah. Just because he got there, really. Uh, and then Beast is like all oh, butthurt. He's like, I don't, I don't like how everyone's like, I look stupid all the time because my future self's stupid all the time and I don't like getting blamed for that and I'm going to go run off into the woods and then Gene's like, hey, you come back here because I love you. No one was even blaming Young Beast. No, for not really for anything. He just freaked anything. out for no reason. Yeah. Also, in, in fact, he actually just sort of, uh, turned into Scott for a second because like that's been Scott this entire run. Scott doesn't even do like Scott is brooding, but Beast made it all about himself, which is a Beast thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He makes everything about himself. Yeah. Also, this goes nowhere. Ever, it, it, yeah, it ever. goes nowhere at, at all. Um, <laughs> it was pity. Bendis sort of made up this whole like love triangle thing between Beast. Uh, Scott and Gene. Gene. <laughs> and at, I think this was just meant to be like a, a cheap twist. Is like you just yeah. assume they're going to end up together because he keeps making them almost end up together, uh, Gene and Scott. And then at the end, she chooses Beast, the thing you don't expect to happen. But she doesn't, though. And then yeah. you see, like... <laughs> She's just cock-teasing him Well, here. she kind of does, like, because she levitates him, and he's like, put me down. If I wanted to be in the air, I would have jumped. She's just, <laughs> she's, just, <laughs> he's just, she's just trying to get him to shut up. Cause, like, I read all of the volume two of All New, and we've all read X-Men Blue. Yeah. And this never comes back up. No, and I'm, I'm assuming it doesn't come back up in the Jean Grey series. No. No, not at all. Yeah, she so did, this goes. She doesn't give ever. any fucks about beasts. Yeah, <laughs> and her and Scott have had some uh, intimate times. Exactly. In yeah. like the young, the young two. So, so like throughout this whole Bendis run, they've had moments. Yeah. I mean, even during uh, Black Vortex, they came really close to kissing, and Beast is like, uh, "Sorry, not sorry, but <laughs> ten inches." <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I think that's basically uh, one of the first like side stories going on in this book. Uh, and then next, what happens after Jane uh, fucks with Beast and Scott at the same time? She decides to go fuck with future Iceman because um, Iceman happens to be training with the XXX students. Oh no! <laughs> at this point, they are triple X students because. They're ex students who used to be ex students who are now ex students. -students. I knew, but I was gonna. I was just refraining because they're children. (laughs) (laughs) Except that hijacks thirty. Yeah, true. Actually, weren't like half of them in college? Yeah, they got uh, picked up. Ava Bell. Yeah, Ava Bell was in college. Twenty five now. Triage was in college. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the young X Men. The I forget who's older between Fabio and Gold uh, Balls is still in high school. Is he right? I bring this up to you all the time. Right now, in current 
uh, canon, he's still in high school. Yeah, because he went with Miles, uh, right? Yeah. No, he right was... now in current canon, he is egg and he lives on <laughs> Fuck Island. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, you think you think there's not a Krakoa school because the first thing Charles Xavier made was a school. <laughs> you think he's still not making him take physics? Making him take yeah, something, that's for sure. Dicks and holes. Now he just lives they on literally, a school island. They live on Fuck Island, and his job is to make eggs. That is a busy man. He doesn't have time for school. Uh, it sounds like he's learned to fuck, doesn't it? No, it sounds like he's just learned how to make eggs. Yeah, yeah. Eggs. And how do you make eggs? Laying eggs. You fuck. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> he's a chicken with no cock. <laughs> Chickens make eggs all the time. Hey, all his eggs are Fabio not has a cock. Fabio <laughs> fucks. His name is Fabio. <laughs> I'm fair enough. His name's Fabio. He, he gets fucks. extra points for that. Yeah, he's learned how to fuck. You don't name your son Fabio if you don't intend for him to fuck. Also, he's it. one of the five on Krakoa. He's getting at least beegers constantly. <laughs> it's probably true. Yeah. They did say they like celebrities, the five. Also, that <laughs> whole are. group is clearly just banging each other constantly. I oh. feel like Proteus would be just clapping cheeks, though. Proteus sounds Proteus like... Keep, well, he has to because he keeps getting reborn as a virgin. Oh, my God. <laughs> because Proteus... body, cause he's the guy, he's the reality warper, right? Yeah. And they, uh, they wrote in one of those fucking info pages that, like... He his body deteriorates as he uses his power, so they actually have to keep bringing back his body because he normally just steals a body. Yeah, so that makes sense. I didn't even think about that. So yeah, anyway, uncanny, uncanny six hundred. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, Fabio fucks. <laughs> right. Take it back. He was just in two magazines. Oh uh, yeah, teen magazines. Ew. He's a teenager. Ew. All right. Anyway, so. Uh, older Bobby beats up all the XXX students, and he's like, "So Cyclops taught you guys nothing, huh?" Right. I'm just an Omega level mutant, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Who's only been an X Men since the beginning of X Men? <laughs> so, uh, they're like, "Yeah, guess not." Uh, well, we're gonna go and fuck off now for the rest of this book. <laughs> he's like, "Good on you, you do that." And then, uh, young Bobby's like, "Hey, so uh, we need to talk." And he's like, okay, my younger self and younger Jean Grey, what's your deal? And Bobby's like, yeah, Jean's here for uh, support. And he's like, well, I'm not going to kill you. Wouldn't that like Back to the Future erase me or whatever? Yeah, that have a lot of problems for himself. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 not that kind of support. Emotional support. Because, you know, oh, we gay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, how dare you call me gay? Uh, he cries. And... I actually thought that was kind of cool that when he cried, it was like a fucking, like a ice. Is yeah. that what the that fuck tick- that was? Because yeah. I was trying to figure, I stared at that yeah. panel because it just shows something drop and like bounce. It tinks. And I wasn't thinking that his tears turned to ice and bounced. I was oh like, what the fuck God. did he drop? <laughs> yeah, no, that his tears turned to ice and that he was actually crying in his hand. And that's like the liquid that's in his hand. And he like <laughs> makes an ice ball and then he turns it back to liquid because he's just like you know, pining or whatever while they're talking. And he basically, he confirms what Bobby had uh, predicted early on when Gene first is like, hey, so you're gay. So how come you keep saying stuff that's not gay? Yeah. And he's like, 
well, maybe you're like, I don't want to be gay because it's hard to be gay. And she's like, yeah, but I mean, I've read Emma's mind. I mean, pegging's a thing. You know what they should have did? They get, I think it was a tank sound when that uh, fucking, I, you yeah, know where I'm going I with that? I know where you're going with this. Oh, you thought I was going to say twink? It should have said twink when <laughs> I hit the ground. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so anyway, Ben uh, just fucking dropped the ball. Yeah. Gold ball. <laughs> yep. Knew that was coming too. Uh, so, basically, uh, older Iceman's like, yeah, okay, so fucking sue me. Maybe I just didn't want to be persecuted for everything. And I kept pushing that part of myself aside to the point where I kind of convinced myself that maybe it wasn't true. And uh, younger Iceman was like, well... If it's all right with you, I actually fully intend to actually, and it doesn't have to be all right with you. I intend to be gay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm allowed to be gay. Clapping cheeks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, they they're basically all like, "Oh, well, this is great. I get to just be gay now. This is a great moment. Thank you, Jean Grey. I don't know why she's always getting thanked." And then, Jean uh, like. Iceman goes to hug Gene, older Iceman, and Gene's like, no, no, no. I ain't trying to get hard nips. Yep. You're you cold. What well, yeah, what she really what she says is like that it's uh it's harsh on the front bits. Yeah. I assume that meant nipples. That I, was nips. Uh, who's no. who's pressing cubes so? during a, a hug? Yeah, you don't hug groin to groin. Front parts, front parts is groins. Yeah, but front, front parts, parts is tits. No, front parts. Who's got back tits other than really, <laughs> really, really fat people? Aaron. Blob's got back tits. Aaron. <laughs> front parts. What are front parts? If you're big <laughs> I feel like it's because that she's underage. She's not going to be like, I'm not trying to get hard nipples. So she said front parts. I don't know. I, I assume front parts is the genitals. You don't hug genitals to genitals? Come on now. After the, when, once this episode's up, I'm going to post a uh, survey. Do it. You've never hugged me like that, I have to say. I've I've hugged plenty of men in my life, and we've never gone like dick to dick. It's totally possible to hug someone without hitting groin. You're not hugging right. <laughs> well, you got to get a full dock going? Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. With the foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> Another reference that's not recorded, I think. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, the next thing that happens is uh, Kitty shows up to Colossus and well, she's like, hey. We're, we're skipping something important. <laughs> is the mental hug? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was actually fucking creepy. Uh, yeah, uh, because of how they drew his face. It, like, he like creams his jeans there. Yeah. They, she gives him a mental hug and his face like scrunches up and he goes, oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. And then younger Bobby's all like, ooh, I want a mental hug. <laughs> It's nice. Yeah, that's that's uh, he's too into that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a mid come. Yeah, he's not gay anymore. Well, because <laughs> no, 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 that mental hug. She turned herself into Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, he vaguely looks like Neil Patrick, <laughs> like Neil Patrick Harris in that. <laughs> oh, so, that's nice. Uh, so anyway, uh. Kitty shows up to uh, Colossus and she's giving him some compliments and he's giving her some compliments and they're like, so this is nice. 
all right, we uh, we like each other, but but you're getting married, so we can't like each other too much. And uh, she's like, so your sister wants to see you. And he's like, oh, so she's here. Yeah, tell the bitch to call me yourself. Yeah. Well, she shows up and then she's all like, so I've been teaching and I've been soul searching. I've been doing a lot of yoga, hot yoga, Bikram yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Training with Dr. Strange. I, I sit cross-legged a whole lot, I think, deeply about things about life and it turns out uh me making you be a cosmically uh, a cosmic rage monster was wrong and my I, bad my bad and he was like oh i just been waiting for you to say that i love you i'll give you a hug i she even when i am mad at you i love you and blah 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 she didn't even say that no well like she didn't actually apologize for that she just she said just like my biggest regret is you you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> But she said, like she—I mean, I guess she said she regrets it. So I like the uh, the panel, though. I like the artwork of uh, right right after she says that, and not knowing what his response is going to be, and they do that uh, cool like silhouette, and like the the sun is shining right behind him, so it makes his face blacked out. Yeah, I like that art. Like, that was like a cool it. like beat of like what's yeah. it going to be, and then he hugs her because like of course. Well, like it, it's my sister. I like the cool. the conversation points too that they had where like when Kitty sees him, she's like, "Oh, you look good," and he's like, I, "I'm in my metal form. I look the same." She's yeah. like, "Well, yeah, that form always looked good." <laughs> and then when Magic shows up, she's like, "Hey, you look the same." And Kitty's like, "That's what I said." <laughs> yeah, and I gotta say, I hope that tree was already dead because he just murdered a tree. So right when Kitty shows up. Now between this time and uh, the the intervention on older Iceman having to admit that he's also gay, um, they're called by Storm and whatnot for the greater intervention for Beast, which the book actually starts with, but keeps cutting back and forth to, and so that we kind of skip that motif. So Beast gets called out, uh, and when he comes out and he sees everybody, he's like whoa, it's not my birthday. What's going on, guys? And he's like making jokes and whatnot and everyone else is like super serious. And suddenly Shadowcat's in like a space suit. Like she changed from like 25 minutes before. Because it's a new artist, right? Yeah. I mean, that's all it is. It's just, yeah. Uh, Like all the artists who have worked on uh, the Bendis runs of um, all new X-Men and Uncanny are all working together on this last uh, Uncanny book of the run. And Beast is like, hey, so what's the deal here? Is this like an intervention? And they're like, yeah, kind of. Uh, it turns out you haven't been the best guy with things. And you, you're you kind of ignoring us. And you're, and you're, you're kind of a supervillain, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, almost destroyed space and time. You kind of did, actually. Still yeah. might. Yeah, because during Black Vortex, he said he did. Yeah. Fuck it up. And then he wanted that power gone to forget all about that. He was like, uh, it's too much to handle that I know that I broke this irreparably and I don't know how to fix it. I need to go back to being able to be delusional to yeah. think that I can fix it. So please take this power away. Yeah, they did talk about the fact that they've all tried to talk to him separately and he just doesn't want to listen to anybody. Yeah. So they think maybe if they all talk at once, he'll actually listen. Yeah, it's almost like he's an arrogant prick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he actually goes off to start saying like, look, to explain... For you to understand these things fully, I would have to teach you for weeks to get even the the most minute understanding of what my brain's doing. And like Bobby's like, hey man. So it's like it's like when you say stuff like that, where like that's where you're losing us. That's that's when it's like 
So this is like some supervillain stuff, huh? Yeah. yeah like you're well, not like, helping yourself here. Kitty, he's not the only genius in the fucking mansion. True. Yeah. I mean, Kitty herself is a genius. And so is like so many other people who like their mutant power is being genius. Like, um, yeah, maybe sit down and have a conversation with Forge. Yeah. That guy, he still has his powers. And uh, I can't remember if at this point, if um, his name's not Prestige, but uh, it, Prodigy. Prodigy. He, yeah. he got depowered. Oh, did he? Yeah. But I think he's still super smart. He should be around now, though. Like now? Like what we're reading? Or now now? Both. I mean, he's around now now, for sure. He's on Krakoa. Yeah, but he, he was back before Krakoa. He was in uh, Dead Souls, the what we referenced earlier in the airplane. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he was just depowered. I don't think he was depowered. I, I thought he, he was, was just... depowered in House of M stuff. Yeah, but he's just still smart. Yeah, but people are getting their powers back now. Yeah. Not in Dead Souls. By Dead Souls. Was that already happening? Dead Souls came out after this. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, after this, but after Hox and Pox? Uh, a little bit before Hox and Pox. I don't know. So anyway, back to Uncanny 600, though. Um, Beast, very uh, antagonistic, starts calling it a trial. And, and, like, and how dare you do this in front of everybody? The students? Scott students? You have Scott students here? And he starts... Past me? Yeah, he's... he's yeah, he's like, et tu, moi? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> et tu, me? <laughs> he actually, that's definitely how he would have said it, but that's not how Bennis wrote it. Yeah. That, that's actually probably Bennis's worst writing. <laughs> is, is that, is that he, he didn't do that? <laughs> is that he didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they're all basically like, and, and oh my God, too. Like that storm probably says the second most savage thing out of everything that Bendis wrote was like, you know, and I was just thinking that maybe someone didn't sit you down when you were younger to ask you, like, to tell you the difference between right and wrong. But it turns out, yeah. I talked to your younger self, and someone did <laughs> get you right from wrong. And I had the pleasure of doing that because of the wrong you did. You brought him here so that I could ask him. Like, hey, did someone teach you right from wrong? And so you know this was super wrong that you did. You have no way out of this. <laughs> like, it kind of... Because here's the thing, and I don't want to defend Beast. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> if you're about to defend yeah, him, let me no, stop no. you there. No, no, <laughs> it's not. It's not really defensive Beast, but that they are saying that they want to help Beast. That is not at all a statement of helpfulness. That is just you want to say some shit to a person. <laughs> yeah. There's no. There's nothing constructive in that. It but just other well, than like getting them to understand you fucked up. Yeah. That. That's what I, my. That's very constructive. If. They can get him to realize because sometimes you got to point to somebody and show them how much of an asshole they are because they don't believe it. They can't conceive that they're that terrible. Yeah. I think that's the help. He's trying to say, like, look, every yeah. single person here thinks you're an idiot. Even you think you're a jackass. Yeah. Yeah. And they do say that they love him and stuff and that they're just trying to help. And he, he starts, like, trying to blame them for things he gets super salty he, he tries to like say it's like cyclops fault and like and they're like it's not about cyclops it's, yeah and he doubles no, down on the mutant genocide thing. Yeah. yeah and they're like what you brought him for no reason he's like yes you're welcome right it didn't There's happen no <laughs> genocide yeah so when all beast did was give cyclops more members of his team that's true yeah 
Yeah, there he had more people. If anything, fighting with him, he would have been more successful. See, yeah, in Beast's mind, he was probably thinking like, I can't go wrong because if they come here and there is no mutant genocide, I still win. Think about <laughs> it. Think about it. He literally doubled Cyclops' own power because Cyclops can only destroy what's right in front of him. But he gave him two faces to look in two different directions <laughs> at once. <laughs> Double the destruction. Were that going to be the case? <laughs> so, uh, anyway, they're interrogation or, or trial of beasts is uh like beast storms away from like he he's you know in super denial and at the same time an alarm starts going off and a cerebral projection shows up and they see a giant spike at dc and they're like fuck he's doing it this is the moment scott's decided to like pull his revolution thing off and they all like first it was just going to be like the main team of x-men and they're like well all right, whoever wants to come, come so that we can stop yeah. this. And it turns out that the entire student body wants to go and they all go. And, and they're arguing over like, is he is he trying to fight? Is he trying to uh, provoke a fight? And other people are like, no, nah, he's not going to fight. Did he get permits it's- for this? <laughs> no, he definitely did get permits. I don't know because he's got like a podium and a set. he had to set up speakers. He brought like, his own. He was the- He brought his own speakers and podium and set them up. Yeah, with magic. So the That ex- takes time though. He ha- he got a permit. I'm telling you, he had to have gotten a permit for the. This was this was gone over with. And you know what? He probably did. Yeah, because Cyclops. It's Cyclops. Come on, he, he got the proper permit. He's yeah. wanted. You can't get a permit when you're wanted. He's in the Lincoln Memorial. I think they set it up. He's wanted by Monument. Shield. Monument. And they teleported it all there. Already set up. Hey, maybe know. he just called in a favor with Maria Hill, and he's like, "Look, that podium's not all there. Right. I know." <laughs> what do you want? La- I got what you need. He laid that pipe. You got what I need. <laughs> <laughs> right, but anyway, uh, th- either way, they're there. He he's, he's a man who gets things done, and he got this yeah, done. Like getting permits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he dots his T's, crosses his eyes. Yeah. Just crosses, crosses, <laughs> <laughs> crosses his eyes would be terrible. <laughs> It turns out that's why his powers were broken this whole time. He just got a lazy eye. (laughs) And no one could see it. So anyway, all the X-Men show up to see that it's actually a rally going on. And all these other mutants are there. And Scott's given this speech. And he's basically going, so everyone want to know what this revolution was. And here it is. This is the revolution. That we're all here and that, uh, you know, they they were scared of us. They were saying that we were going to mount an attack. Granted, I was saying that we were going to mount an attack. Yeah. <laughs> I kind uh, of implied it a lot. <laughs> uh, but that, that, you know, they're afraid of us that we will unite and destroy everything and attack them. And here we are united and there's no sirens. There's Barbecues. No, no police. We are not attacking, and isn't it beautiful? And there's like a moment where Magneto shows up, and you, you think, think it's he's gonna, gonna be, fuck shit up, yeah, because he did that last time, didn't he? Show up just to diss Cyclops' speech, pretty much, and uh, that's all he's been doing since he left. He basically he shows up, like if he's not on his team, he's actively against his team. He's very bipolar, uh, which is crazy. He's the only one who's uh, magnetic, pull. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I feel like during this whole speech, like Cyclops is like. Us as mutants and Havoc's behind him. Like, don't say that. 
Don't, <laughs> don't say the M word. <laughs> Shut up, Alex. <laughs> you should say that. It's offensive. I was thinking, too, is like he just sort of backtracks the whole thing. He's like, so I understand there was a huge misunderstanding. This is my revelation. <laughs> my revelation is that we aren't violent people. We're not going to attack in mass against the country. See, we're here, peaceful, not fighting nothing. We're just. It, I think it was uh, the microphones were picking me up weird. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> All those cameras I spoke to. <laughs> All the cameras and microphones everywhere I was. I was saying revelation, not revolution. <laughs> Lip readers are just calling bullshit on it. <laughs> it's like fucking uh, uh, a fucking Harry Potter uh, spell. You're talking to the wrong guy. It's revelation. Oh, not revolution. Okay. <laughs> Is the Wingardium Leviosa? What was that? Leviosa. Leviosa. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so unsure of yourself right now. No, 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 I was. I'm reading the room, and that like neither of you give a shit. No. <laughs> uh. So anyway, there's like a moment where um, Kitty's like, "Holy shit, he's getting away with this," and. That storm's like this doesn't change nothing, and then Kurt's like it kind of changes everything, and it's it's kind of a wishy washy ending to the X Men, but uh, yeah, I I liked it. I liked the sentiment of just like the only thing I could think of is to prove him wrong one last time that the projection of the fears of the 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 normies are that the mutants yeah. are going to come together and attack them. And the only way he could prove them wrong was to have them all come together and show that they like they, there's the opportunity for the attack. They're at the Capitol, and that's not what they're doing. They're not trying to overthrow it, the country. It's like so much whiplash too that after this, uh, they do Secret Wars, and the next thing is them just like totally c- Cyclops did the most evil thing ever. Yeah, and it's like in what way? How? Like that dude. Yeah, he, he got rid of a fart. Opposite. He got rid of a fart that kills his people. <laughs> <The> fartogram. <laughs> yeah. Shut that shit down. <laughs> literally. <laughs> it finally showed up and he was really like, he was like, oh shit, I forgot I ordered this. <laughs> <laughs> Send it back. <laughs> uh, so, it, then there's like a little epilogue where it cuts to Beast who's still at the uh, the school and he's watching this and he's like, Oh, that rat bastard fucking manipulated them all. All right, fine. And then... uh, He's so jealous. He really is. And it's like, dude, you won. Gene kissed you. You should know this. You're older. He doesn't know yet. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Knowing him, he had cameras out there. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. He knew. If one of his younger self probably texted his older self, like, dude, totally scored with Gene. He was probably petting himself while watching. (laughs) <laughs> fucking creep he's like sex is where you do the mouth to mouth stuff right <laughs> uh, and then Ava Bell shows up and he's like who are you <laughs> which which one are, which one of them are you like kind of rude and he's like yeah it's and, like you came to me and she's like it's like when somebody calls you and they're like who's this and you're like you called me <laughs> yeah she's and, like I- I'm Ava Bell she's like oh you're time bubbles <laughs> okay. time bubbles alright fine also, like really dismissive. Beast, yeah. uh, like it, everybody on this page does not look like themselves. Cyclops has like a Pixar chin. When he's, la- it looks like yeah. he's laughing. Like, hey, hey. 
Uh, Ava Bell looks like a totally different person. I almost thought she was Maria Hill just looking at her. Um, and yeah, Beast looks really weird too. He looks like a goblin. Kind of. Uh, but he kind of is a goblin a little bit, isn't he? Yeah. A little bit. So Ava is basically like, hey, part of my power set, not just time bubbles, I can travel through time. And he's like, oh, yeah, see anything interesting? Tell me about see myself. How I, see how I break it? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you never fuck Gene. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Mouth stuff doesn't count. <laughs> she doesn't even touch her wiener, but yet she still knows it's small. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like in three different time periods people tell me to make sure you stand trial and i'm wondering do you think that was the trial or do you think it's still gonna happen and he's just like oh and he's like and, and she says to him if that wasn't it and then he's like if that wasn't it what and she's gone <laughs> And then he's like scared and he gets in the Jeep and drives away. And yeah. that's the end. He's like, I couldn't stand that it's, trial. It's really weird. It's it's like a very vague threat that goes nowhere. Yeah, it's basically saying he's got a the trial, he's gonna learn from the trial. So she asked him, like, did you learn from that? Because yeah. you know, there's probably gonna be another one if you, you didn't learn. learn today. Yeah. Also, like him in the Jeep makes me think at some point he had to go to like the DMV. And that's just a funny scenario to me. Him just waiting <laughs> in line with, with just his like underwear on, <laughs> like he's got to take the picture, but his fur is all fucked up. Like every time you go to the DMV, you can't get your hair right. Yeah, that's uh, uncanny six hundred. And I, I don't know why uh, Bendis chose Ava Bell to like be the silent badass character. Cause like, I don't I don't know where she kind of gets off in doing it. What? Yeah, I don't know how she... Or how she gets there? Gets to the point... Like, like I don't know how she pulls that off and what actually motivates her to be it. Like, what makes her so angry at Cyclops, I don't understand oh, that, because that's yeah. never gone that into. sense. That she's just like, you fucking suck and I'm watching you and all that stuff. But also, like, where does she get off in being the person who can just judge other mutants... Like like all these characters who are actually doing things to try to, uh, like push forward the the status of mutants to from being these outcasts because ultimately like Cyclops' goal is still a very noble one for the mutant population. Well, does she do anything to in uh, extraordinary or uncanny after this? No. So she's just it's this. And then she doesn't show back up until uh, until until she's part of the Hickmans. five. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, like so. It's like it's like Bendis positions her to be like, if Scott fucks up or Beast fucks up, they're gonna have to answer to her. But who is she to be this character that they have to answer yeah. to? And Beast, as far as I know, never uh, it never came back up. How much he's fucked everything up no it hasn't and in fact it all gets wiped clean and then it's suddenly it's cyclops who yeah. committed a genocide well, that was unnamed did you read all of extraordinary yet because i know that first issue you i four never times. once got past the first issue all right so maybe some stuff did you read extraordinary yeah does it ever come up no yeah, not right. that i recall not this never got does it get better than the first issue does it would Devin be happy if he stuck with it probably not <laughs> no, I, I know that there is like the corpse of Cyclops gets reanimated as like half inhuman by Sinister. Yeah, that's whack. Um, 
which I thought was really weird. But yeah, they they made it sound like he killed a bunch of Inhumans or whatever, and all he did was, like you said, he got rid of a fart cloud. Yeah, and he that was killing. He didn't even do that. He didn't even do that because he was killed by the fart cloud. (laughs) Yeah. He was killed by his own fartogram. <laughs> and then Eva got rid of the fartogram. Oh, that sucks. You get that shit delivered and you're the only one home. <laughs> Yo, what if Emma made it so that he would die by the fartogram because she found out he ordered it for her? She ordered, he ordered it with her credit card. <laughs> I mean, she's got the, the money for it. She's like, she won't notice. She got enough money. <laughs> No, but the fartogram was for someone you're breaking up with, remember? Yeah. So, like, she found out, wait a minute, this bitch ordered a fartogram on me? Oh, no, he's dying. <laughs> it's going to kill him. He's like, this is a wicked fat. Because <laughs> also, she's from Boston, and everybody makes her English for some reason. So, you know, she's like, <laughs> yeah. she talks like, <laughs> What if she was just meant to be New English this whole time? <laughs> yeah, she is. She's from Boston. No, I mean, like, her accent. Yeah, like, she- they just, like, fucked up and been giving her an English accent. And they forgot that they're like, oh, it's supposed to be New English. It just it changes her character so much if no. you just picture it with a Boston accent. I'm or pretty she sure she like, does that. Sounds like Peter Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's a Rhode Island accent. I know, but it's still it's right it's there. Close. It's still New England. I think she does that on purpose, though. I think it's even been said. Like, she just purposely gives herself that accent because she thinks it sounds uh, uh, We good. talked about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, she got into a mental battle with somebody who does speak in, uh, like an English accent oh, and almost killed her, but... It imprinted her with an English accent. That's super convenient. Yeah, right? Yeah. Because, you know, a, before that, she was like, I'm not a phony. She's like, wicked smart. <laughs> That's an excuse. She's like, I'm going to take this. Well, who, who wants to sound like that? Yeah. <laughs> She's out there sounding like Mark Wahlberg. It's like, how much shit do you think Psylocke She's used like begging Scott, like, hotty, hotty. <laughs> <laughs> how much shit do you think Psylocke used to get because she was Asian with an English accent? And they're like... Oh yeah, you're an English woman whose soul's in a, the body of a Japanese person. Do you think? Bull. Do you think anybody ever? <laughs> okay, that's what it is. You're not faking an accent right now. What do you think about that though? That is the most you could culturally appropriate. Well, that's why they. She's like it. straight up. She's get outing another she's, person. Yeah, she's got yeah, got outed. Got out. <laughs> Iceman got outed. <laughs> <laughs> Iceman did get out. Uh. And then technically Uncanny gets followed by this uh, other issue of like Winter Carnival of Iceman and it's really dumb and boring and sucks and yeah, I, I couldn't really get through it. Yeah, we didn't even read it. It's not, no. they didn't even color it. No, yeah. They I think didn't it's even old. get through it. I think it's just like some it, old lost stuff. Yeah. That's what it looks like anyway. The art looks old. It's really wordy, like some old stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He like, he literally, like the, the best thing that happens in there is that he happens to be in a place where they made a bunch of superhero ice sculptures and so he decides to make a superhero ice sculpture of himself. And they're like, hey, who the fuck put this ice sculpture up there? And he's like, I don't know. It just sort of appeared. And then, <laughs> like, looking just like the statue. And then like, later, oh. there's a point where he's chasing a villain, and the villain's running past the ice sculptures. And there happens to be two Iceman ice sculptures. And it's like, uh oh, why is that? Oh, because one of them's Iceman. That's so stupid. And he jumps on it. Like, that, that's the highlight of that issue. Uh, you know what's not dumb, though, is that we have social media. I mean, that kind of is dumb, but you can go check it out. You have social media. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, some other stuff we don't use. So don't I mean, there's a LinkedIn. 
I'm telling you, we have a Tumblr page that has never had anything posted on it, except I think one of our episodes somehow got Here's the question. I didn't post it. It just is there. Someone posted it. It's just there. It's weird. Who goes on Tumblr, though? Nobody. Not since they removed the porn. Yeah. Who tumbles? The Tumbleman. (laughs) I don't know. It's dumb. Tumbleman is definitely like, uh, that's a senator who likes to get pissed on. <laughs> um, <laughs> My name's Ron Tumbleman, and I'm running for New York Senate. Speaking of senators and social media, you won't read anything political on our social media. It's very refreshing. I'm just going to start posting political shit all oh, over there. Don't do it. <laughs> just to you make you look like a liar. <laughs> <laughs> and then just sign it, Devin. Whatever you post. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They'll know that's bullshit because I don't do the social media stuff. So, bam. You can't even make me do I it. I don't know what you're talking about. You're the only one who runs all the social media. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Just edit. Never know what you're saying. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm all the post-production. I can make you say whatever Just I want. Just cut out the don't. <laughs> like, I do the social media. Yeah. <laughs> and I can make that shit flow flawlessly. Speaking of things that flow flawlessly, this segue... <laughs> <laughs> into our merch you can buy it on t public uh you can buy all sorts of stuff with our logo on it support us give us your money and all that jazz and that'd be awesome yeah, yeah. and did i finger guns you without you being able to see because it's an audio medium yes i did did you also tap up the table so you'd fuck up the audio <laughs> yes, yes i did, did. <laughs> i think they felt that finger guns though I oh, they definitely well. popped the table pound <laughs> uh Felt them like a uh, dazzler. Yeah. Talking to Maria. Um, and then uh, what you do do is the designs. <laughs> what you do do. For, <laughs> for shirts. Yeah, yeah we're not we in kindergarten. Have, we should have some new designs coming out yes. at, uh, whenever you finish that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm working on one right now where we're uh, run DMC. But yes. Not, obviously, because we're <laughs> not run DMC. Yeah, we're news, run news to you. M- <laughs> it's, it's an homage to a run DMC pose, but, you know, us and uh, Cyclops Vice are just going to be Oh, and then we have to do one more word, Bell Biff DeVoe. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Poison! Poison! <laughs> I brought up to somebody that we reference Bell Biff DeVoe a lot, and it, like, clicked in their head. They were like, oh my god, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'll link to the social media, and uh, the T Public is all in the show notes, and that's for today.